From the steamy nights in Miami to the fast-paced energy of New York City, Like a Fly on the Wall takes you on a non-stop rollercoaster ride of adventure and suspense. With captivating characters like Jacques, Kylie, True, and Breeze, you'll be turning pages at a high speed to see what happens next. Like a Fly on the Wall is brought to you by the talented author Simone Kelly. This suspenseful novel crackles with intrigue, sex, and plenty of surprises. Perfect for fans of Eric Jerome Dickey and Carl Weber. Learn more about this sexy suspense thriller by going to likeaflyonthewall.com and order your copy today. Welcome back to the Own Your Power Radio Show. It's Coach Simone Kelly in the Own Your Power Living Room. And today we have Ross Ben in the house. Yes, <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the show. Ross Ben is an educator, an author, and a wellness provider. And seems like he's Elvis because the way everybody was acting when he came to town. <laughs> Ross Ben is here. Ross Ben is here. So um, he actually just came to Florida and had sold out events, right? You still yeah. got a couple more coming up? I have one last one. One tonight. last one. Mm-hmm. So you, you were at Coomba House. You were at Cultural Expressions. Tonight you're at Sophia's, Sophia's Garden. Garden. And totally sold out a book. So let's talk about your books first, because okay. that's what I, when I realized who you were, I was like, I know, I've heard of that book. The first book that put you on the map was called what? Rocks of Ages. Rocks of Ages. Yes. And what was that book about? That was uh, one of the first culturally centered books on crystals and sacred stones. And yeah. when you say culturally centered, you mean? Coming from an African indigenous cultural perspective. I love it. And what would, give me like maybe one or two things that people could have take, take away from reading that book versus reading a regular crystal Bible. Having a great understanding of the relationship of melanin mm-hmm. and the ener- energy potential of melanin. Okay. And how that relates to crystals. Can you give me one tip? I mean, like tell, tell us one little thing. Well, and then we can read the book melanin, and quartz, <laughs> melanin and quartz do a lot of the same thing. Oh. They superconduct, semiconduct, okay. transmute energy. Okay. Yeah, so when you work with them together, you know. And what could you tell to the average person that thinks, oh, that's a bunch of rocks, that's foolishness? Because, uh, I mean, honestly, when I first got into this whole world, I didn't really believe in crystals. And then one day I was, one of my friends was getting a, a reading. Right, one of my psychic friends was doing a reading for one of my friends, and I was like jittery. I don't know what was going on. I felt like anxious in my heart, and um, he he gave me a pyrite crystal. He said, "Put that by your feet," and I literally felt like a like a wish, <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell was that?" So then he was like, "Oh, it's crystal." So then after that, I was sold. I was like, "Where's the where's the crystal store?" <laughs> and then fast forward years later, I started doing Reiki and readings myself. But yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a believer. But for the people that are non-believers, which we have a few. What could you tell people well, about most crystals? Of, most of them have a crystal in their pocket. Oh, their, clock, their watch? Their cell phone. Oh, oh. How is that possible? All, all modern telecommunication technology is crystal technology. Okay. But they denature the crystals. And that's why the energy that comes off those devices is toxic. Oh. Okay, so it's a science, you know. It's, it's not the same thing that the cell phone mm-hmm. does with the crystal in terms of transforming, resonating, mm-hmm. 
generating energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do the same thing with the natural quartz and your natural energy. Wow. And that's, you know, what we would call a spiritual technology. Okay. And that's crystals are the premier tool of spiritual technologies, you know. And a spiritual technology involves refining your energy, attuning your energy. We're mm-hmm. all energy. Right. Everything is Oh, energy. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so to have tools from nature that helps you attune your energy, mm-hmm. that's important in these times. What would you say about just even basic stones? So I'll give you an example. Um, and I always tell people this is my Indiana Jones story. When I went to Peru, like it was like nine years ago. Yeah, like nine years ago, I went to Peru and we were with some shamans, and we had to go to a in the jungle to like a you know like to stay one night in this um, like cabin. And on the way there, there were people you know actually clearing out a road. So like they were ma- making a road. So I said, oh, we're the first one to walk down this road. They're like, yeah, come through. So I started picking up rocks. Do you know those rocks have like even more energy than a quartz sometimes? Like some of the, the the rocks themselves, and they're from this like I guess sacred jungle. Is that possible that a regular old stone could have that energy, just like a crystal? Have you ever seen it? Because you know some people use like shiny stones or they use certain kind of stones, but they're not crystals. Is that possible? Well, yeah. I mean, the mineral kingdom is very diverse, mm-hmm. and many crystals have many powers. You know? Okay. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, I'm But usually the most. What's the the strongest? The most widely used, commonly used crystal is quartz crystal. Okay. Yeah. Now, we as melanated people, the copper family is very important. Mm. Malachite. Okay. Azurite, chrysocolla. Why is it better when. when, Why do you say melanated people? Well, because copper is a fundamental ingredient of melanin. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you learn a lot from Rosabin. You got to take notes, y'all. <laughs> yeah, melanin's key ingredients are carbon, copper, and sulfur. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's good to wear. That's why and I so think the crystals you make, this is copper? Well, it's wrapped in copper. Wrapped in yes. copper, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we promote stones that enhance melanin, the mm-hmm. carbon, copper, sulfur families. Mm-hmm. And we also advocate synergizing your melanin with quartz as a part of your spiritual technology. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I think that's a new thing I just learned today. So, (laughs) So the crystal book puts you on the map. And then from there, you began speaking and and, um, touring, I'm assuming, and pretty much doing more education. Or were you doing that prior to the book? Well, I serve in a lot of different capacities. Okay. Yeah. But... I have been going around doing these works with the crystals since about 2003, 2004. Okay. Yes. That's a minute. <laughs> and this is about my, I'll say maybe my fifth or sixth visit to South Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it here. It's very healing. Yeah. Come the out of the cold in the north to, you know, come down here. It's, it's, it's a great exchange, mm-hmm. you know, sharing healing and receiving healing. Mm-hmm. And, and people were trying to keep hold him hostage last night at the event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, let the guy go home. He's tired. So now you have another book that just came out. And can you tell us about that book? Sure. It's called Great Mystery Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Urban Act of Magic. And it really is looking at the significance of Philadelphia as the birthplace of the United States. And the mystical dimensions that, you know, lay within there. We decode the public art. We also look at some of the 
deeper intentions with birthing the city Philadelphia, giving it that name mm -hmm. uh, in terms of Philadelphia's place in prophecy. Mm -hmm. And so it's a different type of work. Right. Just like when Rocks of Ages first came out, people, you know, it was you were ahead of your time. Yeah. People yeah. weren't ready for it. Right. You know, it took took some time for people to kind of grow to the awareness that uh, this thing is relevant for right. us. Right. So, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, how do you do your research? Because it's so in-depth and I'm just like, I don't think you can find all this on Google, can you? Do you have to go to the library too? Or is it like, how do you, do you have like a lot of different mentors well, that give you information? Great Mystery Philadelphia was primarily an act of communion with certain ancestors. Mm. I was going to say, is it like inspired? Like you just got the inspiration? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you know, I opened the book by saying, there's a saying that says, dead men tell no tales. Mm. But that's not necessarily true in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, you might hear stories only a dead man can tell. Oh, wow. You know? Explain that. Right? <laughs> Philadelphia's a haunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, you know? Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, even though he's associated with Baltimore, he did all of his most critical work in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Okay. You know? If you're familiar with the movie Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have worked nowhere else other than Philadelphia. Oh, that's where they did it? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was about... I, I mean, see dead people. I see dead people. Right, right, right. right. So, I hear dead people. Okay. You know? Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> so, You're one of my friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know... Interesting. Great, great Mystery Philadelphia is a story only a dead man can tell. Oh, I like that tagline. You need to use that in your marketing. Yeah. So, you know... Uh, so out of th this new works, um, what has been one of the most, I mean, without giving away too, spo too much spoilers, we know it's, it's a nonfiction work, but what's one of the most surprising things that people find out when they're like, wow, I never knew. Give me like one. I know there's a lot because you were hitting us with a lot of bombs last night. So <laughs> yeah. give us like one or two things that people are. Well, I think the thing that kind of blew me away the most, there is a woman named Jane Lead. Mm -hmm. Okay, she's known historically as the Philadelphian prophetess. Mm -hmm. She was a member of this uh, society called the Philadelphian Society in London in the mid 1650s. Okay, and she wrote two books that are known as like a message to the Church of Philadelphia, or some, you know something like that, mm -hmm. right? But. Uh, when you really get into her life, it's, it's just, it's really, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to process. <laughs> was there like, what brought her into the book? Was there a, a figure or a statue dedicated to her and then you, you wrote about oh, it? Oh, no. You, okay. you hardly hear about her. Okay. That's the thing. This is a she, white woman, a black this woman? This is a European woman. Okay. She's European, a Londoner. Okay. Uh, to be honest, it seems like she was a empath. Okay. I was going to say who was, medium or something. Yeah, she was an yeah. empath who was manipulated mm. and probably like, you know, sexually abused and groomed. You know how mm -hmm. they, like when you get into this like uh, realm of satanic ritual abuse mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. of that, how they have these trauma-based rituals. Mm -hmm. yeah, so she wrote about that? 
Oh, no, she, she was a victim, victim of it. Of, okay, okay. But what was her writing about? The prophecies of Philadelphia. Oh, so she's the one that was... Oh! This is what I'm telling you. Okay, gotcha. You know, okay. What, you know, like, you just... You see her at, on one level. You think, oh, she's just this woman... Right. ...writing these prophecies about Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But then the more you kind of pull back the veil... You see the deeper side to it. You see a much deeper side. Interesting. So that was, What's yeah. her name again so people could look Jane up? Jane Lead. Jane Lead. Okay. Yeah. So that was interesting. And also there's a, a man, the first governor of Pennsylvania. His name was William Markle. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was straight gangster. There's no <laughs> other way to put it. This man was gangster, but he was an occultist. Mm. He was an occult pirate gangster. <laughs> So you know. using like psychic uh, powers to manipulate people kind of thing? Or when you say gangster, what was he doing that was gangster? <laughs> He's like, what was he not doing? Yeah, he, well, William Penn was really his front man fall guy. Oh. Everybody knows about William Penn. Right. Everybody's heard about William Markle. Okay. So that William, was like his boy. Well, kind of. they were cousins, but he played them. Oh. You know, William Penn died broken destitute. William Markham got the state of Delaware at the end of the game. Wow. You know? Okay, so I Own Your Power. We're very big on people knowing what their calling is. There's a lot of people that are miserable in their full-time, quote-unquote, good job because they're not fulfilling their calling or doing what they're supposed to be doing here on Earth. So a lot of us, when we look back at our childhood, we can see the indicators of, of a talent that we have, um, whether it's leadership, whether it's creativity. Um, is there something that you can think of back in your childhood or early adulthood that can, you know, kind of was a, a foreshadow what you're doing today that you could think of? Well, I always was attracted to nature. Okay. You know, and I think that affinity did connect, you know, op- kind of opened me up to being connected to crystals once I experienced them. How did you get connected? I should have asked you that first. How did you get connected to crystals? Or what made you start dealing with crystals? It wasn't intentional. Uh, I was a vegetarian caterer. We catered a retreat. And the final workshop of the retreat was on crystals. Okay. But at that time, I didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. The uh, facilitators of the retreat had a circle up at the end. And the uh, elder said a prayer that the crystals come in all our lives. That the crystals come and be a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't think much of it. Right. But about six months after that, Mm -hmm. I got this crystal obsession. And, like, it it was a problem. You started buying crystals? Yeah, it was a problem. (laughs) You said it was a problem? Like, you were charging it up? Well, no, because uh, (laughs) I was was, uh, newly married. You know, I just had my 30th anniversary in February. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. We're talking 29 years ago. Lord, that's a miracle. That ain't coming. Yeah. You know, wifey would send me to the store with $50 (laughs) and a grocery list. I'd come back with, you know, $15 of groceries and a crystal. Oh, my God. You know, I had this obsession. It was a problem. Wow. So... It motivated me to start selling crystals. Okay. But then, you know, like the most dramatic 
experience around this, I was actually at, I was vending, this is all in Washington, D.C., Okay. as a matter of fact, but I was vending at an African Liberation Day celebration, and I had all these crystals out on the table, and this elder came up, looked at him, he's like, what does this have to do with African Liberation? Whoa. And I had nothing to say. Okay. I had nothing to say. I didn't know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know nothing. Right, right, right. I didn't know. I I had started selling them to feed my crystal habit. Right. You know, straight up. <laughs> Wholesale. Right. Straight up, you know. So That's a good habit to have, though. I give you that. Yeah, so <laughs> they did make me have to research. Research. Okay. And so I started making these laminates. I love the story. I started okay. making these laminates. You know, like crystals in the Bible, mm. crystals in melanin, crystals in Egypt or Kemet, you know. Mm -hmm. So you started... Yeah, and I would have them small. on the table mm -hmm. so that if people came up, started asking questions, I'd have these laminates. Right. So it ended up, I ended up with about 13 or 14 of them. And this is about 1992 by now, right? Mm -hmm. This uh, elder, a next elder comes up to the table pulls up a chair and reads each laminate one by one, you know? Mm -hmm. And when he finished, he said, you need to write a book. Look at that. Inspiring. And I said, you know what? I will. So it was eight years from that point that the first edition of Rocks of Ages came out. Wow. I love that. Yeah. See, as little things, I always tell people, like, there's always, like, things you do in little pieces that eventually will inspire you to do something else. Like, exactly. my first book was based on newsletters. Mm. I just combined them all and got a couple people to contribute. Mm. People freak out when you hear, I have to write a book. It doesn't have to be that hard. Like, you can even just start a blog, mm. a vlog, something, just to con create content. But yes. look at how you started. And now, now you're the crystal guru. Well, <laughs> I'm still a the student. Crystal guru and historian and what have you. Yeah, I'm still a student. I'm, uh, I consider myself a lifelong student. Yes. Yeah. He, he looks, he's very humble, y'all, but I'm telling you, they thought he was Elvis. Mm. <laughs> All right, so um, I should say Michael Jackson. Let's use, let's use somebody with melanin. All right, give thanks. Well, um, a little bit of melanin? <laughs> <laughs> He'll do for now. Right. All right, so um, the last question is related to me time. So another issue is we have a lot of people in the audience that are um, full-time jobs, side hustle, Three kids, husband, you know, vice versa, you know, wife, have a wife, whatever. They're doing a lot. Right. And they, they tell me, oh, I don't have time hmm. for me time. Hmm. Oh, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to, to journal. So you are a pretty busy guy. So how do you find time to, to ground yourself to focus on me time? And what do you do? Well, I definitely create the time for myself. One practice I advocate is... Disengaging from your cell phone. Mm, that's a good at one. At least half the day. That's a good one. You know, at least half of a day, I do not have my cell phone anywhere near me. Oh, wow. That's you know? Good. And, right, some, I mean, it has its ups and downs because right. then people say, oh, it's very difficult to Reach connect you. with me. But people that know me just know that that's the reality. I don't stay connected to Right. Uh, electronic devices. Right. You know? People sleep with it next to their, in their hands sometimes. Nah. <laughs> nah. I keep my cell phone far away mm -hmm. and uh, as much as possible. You know, like, so some days I might not even pick it up at all. Right. Truth be told. You know, and I, to be honest, I've disengaged from social media 
you know. I did it a while ago. People were like, uh, how are you going to prosper without it? Da, 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 da. I, I reactivated my accounts. But mm-hmm. it's just not aligned it's with limited. my purpose. Yeah. So it's up there. But do I use it? Not, not really. Right. You know, you I might have, have to find, find a, somebody. Yeah, I might have to find a young, young mm-hmm. person who feels like they want to be a part of these works. Mm-hmm. And we work something out. But... And then, you know, of nature. Right. I live close to uh, a very large park. Oh, that's nice. Fairmount Park, Wissahickon Creek okay. in Philadelphia. I spend a lot of time there. But do you schedule the time? Are you, like, do you say every morning at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes? Do you have to do that or it just comes naturally for you? Because a lot of people have to schedule it because they're well, too busy. Well, no, but what I do do, I do rise before the sun. Okay. And I'm usually... Usually, <laughs> showered, fresh, ready to go, a little before sunrise. Wow. And I'll spend that first, you know, before the day gets really mm-hmm. in a fullness, mm-hmm. spend an hour, some quiet time, you know, mm-hmm. communion. And do you, when do you read? Because I'm, I'm assuming you have to read a lot with all the research you know. You're like a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> well, to be honest, since this book project is sealed up, I've, I've kind of had to fast from that. Oh, okay. You know, I haven't yeah. been doing a lot of... Like, yeah, you're taking a break. Yeah, I'm letting okay. my, my nervous system rejuvenate and mm-hmm. recover a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And what would be, I guess, the, the last words of advice for anyone that is going through their spiritual awakening or a spiritual journey that um, I think you can probably give them a tip or something that they can do to kind of get more in touch with themselves? Mm. Anything? Well, that quiet time is the key. Right. That's what I tell you. Sunrise quiet time is a great way to get in touch. Put away the technology. And TV. I always tell people, you watch too much TV, it wastes so much time. Yeah, that technology. And what what I observe, what I've just observed over the last decade in particular, people relate more to technology than they do other humans. Oh, it's sad. We yeah. we did a whole show called Cell Phone Zombies. Mm. Because you can watch, you can go to an event and see. And it's not even just the teenagers or the 20 years. Right. Girls. There'll be groups of people sitting together looking at their cell phones. Yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. It's like, uh, you don't know how to have a communication, you know how to yeah. have a conversation anymore. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, so um, okay. put down the cell phone. Pick up a friend. <laughs> I yeah. like that. So last words is, um, I guess, tell us how people can buy your books. How can we reach out to you if they want a consultation? I don't yeah, know. Rasben.com, one stop shop. R A S B E N.com. Perfect. One stop shop. Perfect. Well, I am so grateful to have had you, the VIP in the house. Right. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for being a part of this um, episode of Own Your Power Radio. And make sure you keep your stations locked on Own Your Power. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Ladies Your Power. Own Your Power Radio, real soul and hip-hop, just the way you like it.